0: well if it isn't g nitro sauntering into the podcast an hour and six minutes late
1: shit i was sitting there almost falling asleep in my chair waiting for you
0: oh god you know what would be great right now Mm. sleep
1: yeah i wish i would look like my dog that picture i sent you was this morning i tucked her in thinking that she was gonna like push the covers off and she fell asleep oh she is
0: i didn't realize actually that at first that was your dog
1: no it was maddie
0: it's too good of a photo. You should put that on, uh... I don't know, where do people put photos these days?
1: I put it on Instagram in the stories. I put one where she was awake, and then the next photo of her passed out.
0: How are you supposed to get clout? You gotta put it on the Pixel feed, you gotta put it up on, uh... Pixel Fed. Uh, Pixel... Is it Pixel Fed?
1: Yeah, Pixel Fed? I don't... No, it's Pixel Fed, like the Fediverse. I... don't use Pixel Fed.
0: Yeah, neither do I. Uh, seems, cause as much as weird. I love...
1: Well... As much as I love the Fediverse, I'm already on Mastodon. I don't understand creating another account when people from the pl- that I'm already interacting with on Mastodon can already follow this account, too. So I know everything's connected, so it feels weird to then create another account elsewhere.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems like if you're going to a photo-only social network for certain things, like, you know, people want to see photos, right? Or you, yeah. you want to showcase photos, but, you know... To then federate that, I don't. I mean, I guess it makes sense if, it's, if people just want to see everything in one feed. I don't know. It's all. It's no, all no, it's, new. it's.
1: I get why people like. I get why other people like it. For me though, I was like, why am I running a second account on the same network? Basically, right. It just for sense. photos, I was like, but I can post those same photos on my Mastodon account. So I was like, whatever. I get. There's probably people looking specifically just for the photos, but. I I don't know. I have Instagram for that, which I have kind of gone back to lately and been posting to because I wanted that, hmm. but I wanted it separate. And also, there's so many people I follow on Instagram that I can't follow on the Fediverse. So.
0: That's right. That's right. Until Instagram gets federated 2060.
1: Yeah. Did threads ever actually get federated
0: it hasn't uh it hasn't yet but they're still adding features. they just okay. added a hashtag so they're slowly i don't they're, know they're how improved. it's oh. taken
1: them this long yeah,
0: blue sky i don't think they've opened up their. Open i joined blue standard.
1: sky and. dude it just looks like twitter with no activity
0: i mean i've i know I, I followed a bunch of people and uh i so i get a lot of posts and there are a lot of people i used to follow on twitter which is so that's good it's just a I don't I don't know. I'm annoyed I have to go to 3App. I go on I've to just, Blue Sky to and I'm just bored.
1: Die. I mean, you don't have to use it.
0: Well, No, I mean, but if Twitter dies and people will go to other oh, places. What I mean.
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to die. Elon's kind of put the nail in the coffin with his go fuck yourself thing and now calling for Bob Iger to be fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it seems, it does seem inevitable. And then, I don't know. What's the best case scenario? It he dies too. To a non well, okay. <laughs> gets maybe a non-profit that's the only like good i I don't i don't know what happens to twitter at this point it's probably beyond saving
1: there's gonna be a loud crunch on my uh podcast recording Uh, i thought i I muted my microphone i know because discord cuts it out i thought i muted my microphone and i went to go crush down the plastic bottle (laughs) and i looked over and it was like all in the recording i was like oh i did oh
0: come on man what are you crushing plastic bottles for
1: because it takes up less space than the recycling what you, bin.
0: What do you have plastic bottles for you? I thought, I thought you only drank from uh, from cans.
1: What? Water?
0: What your whole thing? <laughs> Which I didn't realize you drank water.
1: Like, and I know people are going to hate this. I tried doing the filter thing. Like the filter jugs.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I just got tired of having to remember to go buy filters and shit. And then...
0: No, no, the trick is the trick is you just never buy a new filter. Like, that's what I do.
1: Yeah, but then like I can taste the... Tap water here, and I hate it. Oh, I hate gosh. the flavor of that. And one of my problems is all these filters and all these companies are all in different grocery stores or other stores. So you got to find the store that sells that specific one, or you have to order it online. And I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> they need to be sold everywhere, <laughs> otherwise, it's fucking pointless. So, I just said screw oh. it. And I now, oh, man, when I go to Wegmans, I test. just buy, I just buy the uh, thirty-five bottle pack for three. 79 or whatever it is and then i just recycle even though everything probably ends up in the landfill i still recycle
0: yeah i also still recycle even though i think i think the current well i don't know there's current that you're doing more damage by rinsing out stuff because everything ends up in the landfill anyway (laughs) uh, why is everything terrible nitro
1: yeah i don't know
0: oh speaking of things being terrible, i don't know did I talk about this? Hey, I sleep bad. Did I didn't mention this?
1: Nope.
0: I didn't mention how bad I sleep?
1: Considering you fall asleep in like five seconds, I don't see how you sleep bad. You make me sleep bad when I'm in the same room with you, because I have to fucking cover my head up with a pillow.
2: <laughs>
1: Snore I'm like a son of, of a bitch.
0: I'm sick of people saying I fall asleep quickly. I don't know what You this... do! <laughs>
1: You'll literally be in mid-conversation, and I'll be like, Scott? How the fuck did you he, or you'll just say good night and then the story starts <laughs> in like 10 seconds. It's not even a build up of sort. It just kicks Man. in. I'm like, "What the fuck?"
0: It's uh, yeah, my fiance.
1: <laughs> He's uh, Like when away. I say good night to somebody, I'm still laying there for like another 5 seconds <laughs> trying to go to sleep. You're like, "Well, I'm out." You're like, "No, yeah. I say good night. I'm out." You mean it when you say it.
0: Uh, I can also go sleep but a- I can also fall asleep anywhere. <laughs> which is um excuse me a realization i had when i uh, i went to japan with some a co-worker uh, that's another anyway and him and he brought his friend with him and the friend was a piece of work and you know we got to we got to to the city you know we got to japan and i'm like all right guys what where are we going let's let's go out and like oh man we're exhausted we're gonna, we're gonna go to sleep what are you talking about we were just on a plane for 13 hours you didn't sleep I'm like no we don't you can't, i can't sleep on a plane it's like, what are you talking about you can't sleep on a plane just close your eyes what do you mean can't sleep on a plane oh my god can you sleep on a plane nitro please tell uh, me you can. like the, i have is completely normal to me
1: i have i wouldn't say it's like super easy but it depends It for me like i can't sleep on a plane if it's going to be a shorter flight like one or two hours yeah. i can't sleep but if i know it's going to be like three or more i could probably take a nap i don't think i'm going to get a good sleep but i'm gonna take a nap because i'm in a place i need to have headphones in though
0: i took it up one one level uh higher the second time I actually did non drought non-medicated Nyquil equal yeah. just to just to help but you know I can sleep pretty much anyway uh so I uh speaking of, you know it's uh, related to my snoring finally finally my fiance convinced me to go get my my snoring checked and she had this she had this weird theory that I don't know I don't know when I stop breathing in the middle of the night I don't know uh I've never I've never observed that
1: uh um, Did you go get a CPAP machine or
0: something? Well, I went, uh, I did the, I did the, I did a sleep study and what they, what they told me is that I stop, uh, actually stop breathing uh, 44 times an hour. What? (laughs) I stopped, I stopped breathing 44 times per hour. Uh, that's apparently on the higher side. Anything higher than 30 is severe sleep apnea.
1: They have, wait a minute. They obviously haven't slept with you in a hotel room because you definitely don't stop breathing forty four times
0: it's uh I, I hear it loud short. and clear <laughs>
1: it's
0: very short it's very 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 short. It's like in between snores some of them small some i mean I definitely have uh woken up gasping for breath before. so there's definitely those examples, but yeah I've done
1: that though oh,
0: that's not good, man. No, it's but difficult.
1: it's not. It's not often. Like, but I've had those moments where I just wake up. Like, I would say it happens like once a year at best. But yeah, it's usually because like maybe I was dreaming about something crazy. Uh,
0: yeah. So I did a did a second <laughs> sleep study. You know, and I was talking to the doctor, and so it's I did the one with the CPAP machine, and the changed. I had uh three three events per uh, per hour on the CPAP machine. So I'm getting a CPAP machine. That's good. But to your point, you know, I was talking to him, I was like, oh, I didn't, you know, I was saying, like, I didn't, you know, explain to the doctor, like, I don't feel like I got as much sleep as I normally do, but I felt, I did feel really well rested. And then he said, well, actually, uh, you, in all of our sleep studies, you fell asleep the second fastest out of anybody.
1: Jesus. Well how fast does the other person fall asleep? Are they like are they a fucking what is it called? Narcoleptic?
0: So it was, you know, with with like with like all the electrodes on my head and my legs.
1: Are you Rowan Atkinson CPAP... in Rat Race? Is that the person? Like he just falls asleep standing there?
0: <laughs> and the CPAP machine, which I've never slept with before, like on my on my nose. Is it the newer the one? What do you mean the newer one?
1: There's newer CPAP know. machines that aren't as like Cumbersome as the older ones.
0: I don't know. It was a whole head. It was a whole like head piece. Hmm. Like
1: a whole head. Did it make piece. a lot of noise? No. Oh, okay.
0: No, I think that yeah, you're. I think that in that they don't make much as much movement. They yeah. still they still want to strap them to your head so you don't like push them all over. Yeah. And but uh yeah, so I so you do you with snore that, less now too four and a half well well was, that's the asterisk but it was uh four and a half minutes that's how long it took me to fall asleep inside a laboratory uh, with all that stuff on. was that oh yeah know, but they haven't fa- they
1: haven't seen you fall asleep they, you'd be the fastest if they saw you at a hotel room
0: yeah well i was also probably wasn't that i probably wasn't that tired because i was like it was only 11 when i just yeah. said, when i said like all right let me just let's hook up let me hook hook up and try to get some sleep
1: so you're bringing yes. that to otakon so you snore less
0: well, I mean I haven't so I get it on the 27th officially. Okay. So I I got the I got the prescription last week and then I I get it but yes, uh I will have to I'll have to bring it with me wherever I go and it's like it's not I guess it's not only like a have to like the people who I've talked to since I I've been going through this, they say that not only like does it make their lives so much better, but like that once you start sleeping with it, like sleeping without sleep without it is noticeably tough. And wow. so, you know, so my, like, I've probably slowly developed this over years. So my sleep has slowly gotten worse and worse and worse. But once you on, are on the machine, if you sleep without it, you're, you notice immediately. So, yeah. So they, they not, it's not only that, like, yes, that you should bring it, but you pretty much have to be everywhere with you. Damn. And they, they have travel ones that insurance doesn't cover, of course, uh, which is sucks. I may, I may invest in that if I, if I do plan to do any. Any more large travel, but yeah, hey, that's my life now. I sleep with a machine.
1: Well, as long as it keeps you uh, alive, that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, the things, the things that they told me, like that could happen with sleep. Well, apparently, it's like it can make everything worse, right? I mean, for me personally, the height, the ones were like it makes you it not only makes you gain weight, but if you have a lot of sleep apnea, it also makes it harder to lose weight. And then uh. there's like the long term, long term stuff is like. Oh, and anxiety It increases your anxiety. You know, I got I got plenty of that. But it's also like long term stuff is like congenial heart failure. Like like your your limbs can get fucked up. Uh, it can trigger diabetes. Damn. It's like yeah. It's like it's like if you have sleep apnea and you don't treat it, it could lead to a whole bunch of shit.
1: Or this like is a my, PSA. Yeah. Well, my stepbrother wouldn't use his machine and passed away in his sleep. So.
0: Oh, uh, that's fucked up. And he's a
1: big guy. Yeah, you wouldn't
0: use it. See, that. that's—I that's, mean, I—I I, have—I have some sympathy for that because, like, I get it. Like, there's certainly medical stuff that I've been given that I like, just don't want to use because it's cumbersome, like a night guard and stuff. But I'm um, after just talking after getting the diagnosis and talking to the doctor when he lists all the things that it could cause. Like, I'm—I'm I'm pretty much scared out scared out of my head, and I'm gonna use this machine as much as possible. I'll—I'll I'll wear it during the day. I don't give a shit. How you doing? How you doing, uh-huh. Nitro? You okay?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, I've pretty much mostly finished ripping all those CDs. Finally, <laughs> i It's
0: only been three months.
1: <laughs> uh, about a month and a half. Month, <laughs> okay, month yeah, and a okay. half. But uh, I have one little batch left of some larger K-pop albums. I kind of I have stacked up. I just haven't done anything with yet. Um, and I have some that I couldn't find information for, so I gotta try to see if I can either dig deeper or do those by hand. Uh, it basically just putting in the tracks and stuff, especially the Korean one. So I got to find a, I have a site I use for a Korean keyboard, but that's going to take a while. So I kind of put that off to the side for later. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much done. Thankfully I put out a call to friends and was like, Hey, anybody got any CDs they don't want? I'll buy them in bulk. And I was like, if they're complete, like with case, I'll take anything off their hands for free. If they're, if they're, uh, what, what do you call that um loose if they're loose cds because i'm not gonna pay i'm not gonna pay anybody for a cd that doesn't have a case when i can buy those for a dollar at most thrift stores <laughs> so i was like i've been telling Fred's look i was like i'll pay a dollar a cd uh but i told him i was like if you're worried if any are rare and worth money look it up sell them yourselves i'm not looking for that i'm looking for my collection but so, it's weird having that done, though, because for, like, a week, a week, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> I was so yeah. hyper-focused for so long. I was like, uh, it feels weird yeah, now. Yeah, I
0: feel that. I feel that. Even when you finish a big pro- project. Yeah.
1: But, um, and other than that, by the time people listen to this, I'll probably already be either doing Extra Life or finished with Extra Life. Uh Plans got switched around. Uh, we're going to a different friend's house because of uh, things that came up. So we'll be doing it in Virginia. I don't know how the streaming is going to work right now. But I do have Wi-Fi on this new computer. So I should be okay because I'm taking it with me.
0: That's a good point. If you don't know what the what the hardwired setup is going to be like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I do use the Bluetooth. That's one thing I bought recently. I bought a Bluetooth receiver for my stereo system. So I can play music from my computer to my stereo, which is pretty cool. I like having that. Or I could just hook up my phone to the stereo if I wanted to. It's it's really it's a good it was a good purchase. Um, it wasn't that expensive, but I highly recommend if people don't always want to listen through computer speakers and you have your computer in the same room as like a stereo setup. Uh, look for something like that. It's a cool what item. What kind of
0: stereo do you have?
1: Uh, some Yamaha receiver. Because I have What's, uh my... Like
0: big tower speakers, or...?
1: I do have big tower speakers that I still need to hook up. Right now, they're just running on the shelf speakers, which I want to unhook and put back to just the turntable because they're self-powered, so I really don't like having them plugged into the receiver. Like, they have their own amp already. Yep. So, eventually I'm going to get those... I have the cables ran. I just need to bring the speakers down from the upstairs where they're stored and find a place to put them. But, uh, yeah, it's where my turntable, cassette, dual cassette deck, CD player, and all are in. So, because I've been listening to vinyl like crazy lately. Trying to get through this backlog as they keep showing up.
0: <laughs> How do you have a backlog of vinyl? Like, you just put it on and then, like while you're doing stuff. Yeah. Do so you have, like, more than 12 hmm. hours of vinyl a day?
1: Huh. <laughs> uh, last weekend... I listened to eight vinyl on Saturday and probably got in another twelve the same day.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's that sounds insane.
1: Well, you gotta remember, I went Black Friday happened, so I found a bunch of deals on stuff, especially a bunch of stuff from one site called Light in the Attic that has a lot of uh, Japanese stuff, mm-hmm. and they had some crazy deals on a lot of stuff that I normally would have been like, oh, I'm not paying forty, fifty dollars for that, but I'll pay ten. <laughs> So, I grabbed a bunch of stuff for like ten to fifteen bucks I wouldn't have paid full price for
0: yeah I mean that makes a lot of sense and <clears throat> what do your vinyl shelves look like now is it how, I bought a just...
1: I bought another one like a couple months back oh my God. <laughs> i had so my vinyl shelves were basically a four by four, a one by four, and a two by four and then I bought a three by three so I moved all my k pop j pop uh, future funk and anime stuff and video game soundtracks over to uh the three by three, and then everything else is on the other shelves. I have a problem, Scott.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it would seem that way, and you know Ugh. what's uh, I'm just looking over here. You know what's?
1: But I also don't really play games as much anymore, so I just play vinyl a lot.
0: You know what's here shipping from Light in the Attic in a couple of days? What's that? Or now shipping? Well, I mean, I think this is a this is a perfect. Which one? It happens happens to be a perfect segue.
1: Oh yeah, see that? I'm not paying $55 though.
0: But it's gold! It's gold vinyl.
1: But it's a single vinyl. It's gold. If it was a 2LP, I might have done it. For $55. That's a lot of money for a single vinyl for an anime. I don't... Because I don't listen to... like I buy anime soundtracks, but I don't buy them for like... Buy them that often. That was some of the ones I got from the Black Friday sales. I got... The three by three eyes, or three x three eyes. I don't know how they actually want you to say that. Um, I've always said three by three, just because that's what I'm used to. It's probably three x three. Uh I think it's just
0: three eyes.
1: No, it's three x three. So it'd be three three eyes if you go by today's anime standards. Because Spy Family, instead of so even though I always say Hunter x Hunter when people talk about that. Yeah. And, and they it's... get so mad. I'm like, then don't put a fucking x. <laughs> I don't know why they do it. Like, Spy Family would be fine without the X. I don't get it.
0: It's it's something, some kind of stylized. Yeah. Some kind of stylization for Japan. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just had a bunch of stuff shipped from Light in the Attic. Stuff I pre-ordered. So, what was that? Uh, yeah, five albums shipped. <laughs> and I got a great uh- one. Uh, are we a not-safe-for-work podcast? <laughs>
0: uh i think we're not safe i mean i don't think anyone's gonna be blasting this in the, in the one context. of the albums
1: i got was called my pussy belongs to daddy jesus christ
0: <laughs> you know what i quit
1: <laughs> what i quit what's wrong what do you quit
0: uh 3x3 eyes is actually is actually called uh Sanzan I-
1: there's the album for you that's
0: that's that's the official answer
1: yeah. well there's the link to the album i just told you uh, it's from
0: 1957. I mean, that's... That's an album, all right.
1: Songs Like. Self-titled, the I already said. Sadles, Sadie's still got the rag on.
0: What does that mean? <laughs>
1: Things I are wanna... soft
0: for grandma?
1: Yep. Tony's Got Hot Nuts. He Forgot His Rubbers. This is the 50s, man. I totally didn't buy it for the artwork.
2: Uh, shade,
1: Definitely man. did not buy that for the uh, cover. I promise. I <laughs>
0: would well,
1: never... <laughs> maybe i'll listen to that interesting
0: later. i mean it just seemed like it seems like a a nice little piece of history because yeah God, 1957 yeah this is this would have been like the height of scandal right
1: yeah a lot of songs back then did stuff like this a lot of double entendre stuff
0: <clears throat> i'm not sure if there's a double entendre here i mean she, she sits among entendre. the
1: cabbages and peas i don't know what the hell that means <laughs> no clue what the hell that means <laughs> but overlord is an Over... anime scott
0: is it? Yeah, that's one way to describe it.
1: It is a the anime I chose for this episode. What? Uh, for we those talk who about don't anime? know, we don't yes. just
0: talk about vinyl collecting and. Uh, I mean, and I can talk rate? about
1: vinyl collecting forever, but let's not oh, do that. Boy, we're an anime podcast, Scott. We need to talk about some animus.
0: Oh, um, it seems it seems every day we stray further from God. But
1: we got to talk about Japanimation here. Oh. Uh,
0: we're gonna talk about that uh, that uh, Japan animation here.
1: yeah, Japan animation. All right, so overlord, it's basically about an office worker who plays a what is known normally I mean it says MMORPG but back a lot of these are starting to go into that deep dive MMORPG where you're actually like in a headset and you're kind of in the world. I think I don't know if this is full deep dive. Or if it's just a VR.
0: It it's it's never in the anime at least it's never said. It yeah. doesn't like Because it kind of implies like there's a couple shots where it looks like he's looking at a computer mod with yeah. a UI, but then yeah, it's it would be weird. some of the events in that first episode would be weird if it wasn't like a VR headset yeah. deal.
1: It's interesting the way they showcase it. That's why I was like I and I can't fully remember that first volume because honestly, I don't really care about him as his old past. It's, it's I, I really care about the characters within this world. So basically, his favorite MMRPG is scheduled to shut down. He logs in. Uh, only one of his old guild mates shows up briefly before they have to leave due to work. And as he sits there alone, he decides to grab the powerful weapon that was the symbol of his guild, the Ein's Old gown wand and goes to sit in the throne room surrounded by the npcs and as the clock ticks to midnight next thing he knows uh he's still in the quote-unquote game and as he tries to figure out what's going on one of the npcs actually responds and talks to him and he freaks out uh because they're not supposed to be able to talk their lips don't move in the game and (laughs) it's just like what the hell is going on Um, And so begins uh, Momonga's stay in Nazarick, uh, basically their guild hall, if you want to call it that. It's more like a fortress. Um, And him trying to figure out what happened and how he's in this world, and if any other players are still around. And as he's thinking about this, he also makes the decision to kind of take over the guild in full and take over the world, as they're in a new... It's because it's not the world of Yggdrasil. That's one of my problems with this. A lot of the things are like, he ends up in the world of Yggdrasil, and it's like, they they blatantly say it's not, though. Even though some things are similar. So, I, I'm hoping more comes about this, because at times he says, this isn't Yggdrasil, or is it a different Yggdrasil? They, they need to... I'm hoping it expands more. Even in the books, it hasn't gone that far. Um, I think
0: it's, it's pretty explicit that he's in a different.
1: Yeah. But all I'm saying all the, uh, if you read any of the, um, the, uh, plot Copy. summaries, yeah, they it's, tell it's... you, and that's why I'm like, nah, it's weird. But so basically this whole first, uh, season is interesting. I was wondering where, how far it would go. Cause I've read up the volume six of the light novels. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at something on Anime Planet that shows all the episode, like, screen caps, and it's screwing up. So I'm going to go to my, I'm going to go to my, uh, I'm going to go to Sati Video and check something out real quick. Uh, So, yeah, the first episodes of Overlord is kind of him trying to figure out this new world. How dangerous is it? How powerful are the people in this world? Is there any danger to him and his followers within Nazarick? Uh, so, first episode kind of introduces all the floor guardians, uh, including Scott's favorite two characters, <laughs> Albedo and, uh, Shaltier.
0: You mean, you mean Croc Crocatus? No, no, no. The greatest waifu?
1: Cocatus. Yeah. Not Croc. it's
0: Coke. Co- whatever.
1: Um, no, your favorites are Albedo and Shaltier. Yeah, I thought you told me sure. you love those two fighting over him.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I might I might have mentioned something about yeah. that.
1: Scene. So he basically introduced to all these guardians. Albedo is kinda like his uh top guardian or head of the guardians and kinda like the one always by his side. She's in love with him because right before the game ended he made a joke change to her personality that says she's in love with him instead of saying she's a bitch. And so he has to figure out how to deal with those things because he was not prepared for those emotions. Uh, you meet Shaltir, who's also in love with him. I can't remember if they talk too much about what was in her bio in regards to that. I think they do mention it in the book. I'm trying to remember the books because, of course, an anime adaptation kind of glosses over some things. Um, you had Aura and Mary, two twins. The female twin dresses like a boy. The male twin dresses like a girl. Um, you got Demiurge, kind of like the uh, slick devil dude. Scott's waifu, Cockatus, who is a big bug mech looking thing. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain what the dude looks like. He looks like a big mecha bug. Uh, you've also got Sabus, which is his butler that tends to go around handling investigations and stuff for him. So after he gets introduced to all these guardians, there's more, but they're smaller or the maids team. um, He decides to check out the world ends up saving a village because he realizes while he wants to take over and he doesn't really care about the people because being in his undead self, his emotions aren't really affected by watching people die as much as he thought uh, they would. But he ends up saving a village, they question why, and he's basically like, the best way to gather information is by kind of forming allyship here and there and doing good things because if he, just, he realizes if he just goes around murdering everybody, he's not going to learn anything about the world, um, <clears throat> which then leads to him becoming an adventurer with Nabe, and I feel like this is about the time I bet you probably started enjoying the series more, Scott? You there, I'm here. Okay, did you because I know, I know you weren't a fan in the beginning? You what, told what me do you, mean, you said it was trash.
0: I mean, we're still on plot summary, we can get into that soon.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I just figured that when he starts adventuring, it's probably opened up to where you probably started enjoying it more.
0: Uh, it's it's but be- I mean, yeah, it's better than when he was just kind of like interacting with his MP, and yeah, just like lonely incel okay, but
1: <laughs> no, but I've I- to be honest, I think they portray that well. We're like all of a sudden, everybody you knew is really actually gone and you're left with these NPCs that you're not entirely sure about. Um the insecurity comes big time as it keeps moving too because he's always wondering, will they actually follow me? Because uh, I guess one thing I should have said is all the NPCs were created by other people within the guild with their own backstories and why their characters act the way they do. So, one thing that uh Ainz as he eventually goes by Starts worrying about is Basically like is Are they following me 100% Or could they turn on me if they don't Like the choices I make Um so he starts Adventuring excuse me sorry As I said um He ends up getting kind of like Found out because he gave a Potion to somebody at the guild hall That uh does not really exist In the world that's super powerful and some, uh, not Atelier's alchemist find it, and the younger grandson of the alchemist takes him on a quest where we meet a very fearsome foe called the wise king of the forest.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very wise. That's guaranteed.
1: (laughs) Which turns out to be a huge hamster. (laughs) And it's... I'm going to say it now. After reading, like, it was funny in the books. Seeing the actual hamster in animated form is fucking great.
0: He's got such tiny
1: little legs. Oh, uh, so that's what they have. Have you never owned a hamster?
0: I know, I know, I know. I'm just okay. pointing it out. He's got such tiny little legs. <clears throat> it, it's He's
1: got it's a hamster. This is but this is also one of the things I like about Overlord. While it can be very gruesome and violent, it has these moments where it's just stupid funny. It kind of pokes fun, fun at the way. Uh, he Eines is the world he has to deal with and sometimes like realizing that the game is fucking ridiculous when you look at it when you're stuck in like this world uh so the hamster gets called Hamsuke, <laughs> of course um and that's when they head back to town The grandson is kidnapped because he can use any tool. So there's these things called world items. I'll get into that real quick. Uh, World items are these special items that are very rare. I think there's a 100 total in the game. I don't know if that's going to be the same in um, the world. But this thing is basically a uh, crown that uh, lets him control. He'll be able to control like a huge army of undead. So he gets kidnapped and... By an assassin named Clementine, who's a fucking psycho Yandere chick. <laughs> uh, and Kajit, a mastermind behind Raising the Dead. Eines handles that in a very... It's funny. Um, one thing I like about this fight is Eines is just like, yo, I'm not even going to take you seriously to Clementine. Um, but you get to see more of their powers. Through a lot of this, you see some brief powers, but you get to see more of their actual strength. Both him and his uh, adventuring partner Nabe, and so this helps Eines kind of like build up, and th- this brings us to the next story point. Or sorry, Eines, I skipped way ahead there. Uh, Aynes build up his reputation as an adventurer. So he started as I think it was was it iron or copper at first? Was it iron? Was the first one Scott? I'm uh, terrible at these descriptions. It's
0: copper. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Copper. Okay. It's copper.
1: Copper. So copper. He moves up to iron. Um, but while this is happening, he had Shaltier, uh, taking care of business elsewhere and Shaltier chases some bandits down. Um, th- this is one thing I did not like about the anime. Mm-hmm. So you saw that ball of blood, right? That kept coming above her head when she'd get kills, Scott. Yep. In the book, they talk about this. They just kind of reference it without explaining it. So Shaltier, Has an issue if she kills too much and takes on too much blood, she loses control of herself. I found the anime really lacking in explaining what was about to happen. I don't know if you were confused by what was happening.
0: What did you just say? What did you say? So,
1: Shaltir, when she kills people too much and takes in too much blood to that sphere, she loses control.
0: Is that what happened to her?
1: Yes. So, when she, at some point, while she's taking out the bandits, remember she turns into that really creepy looking vampire thing? Yep that's her losing control and she's just indiscriminately going after everything.
0: Okay. No, that, I got, I got that. Yeah. it's
1: like yeah, the, But I'm saying, but they, like they the never really, lust. yeah, but they never really explain that.
0: Okay. But that's like yeah, in that's,
1: the anime, they explicit. I mean, in the light novel, they explicitly warn her about it.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't they're like, Hey, don't kill too many anything.
1: people. Cause you know what happens to you when you go into bloodlust. And I was like the anime, I'm like, yo, They didn't really explain this. They just kind of left it up to the viewer to hopefully figure it out. Um, So while she goes into bloodlust mode, she realizes there's other humans investigating and runs into somebody with a world item that can mind control. She gets hit with the item, kills the person, or, or, sorry, by the end of the uh, episode, gravely wounds the person who could wield the item and gets stuck without being controlled by anyone and doesn't really move. So this is where Eines, as an adventurer takes advantage of the situation to become, to say, Hey, I'm willing to go do this, but you got to make me this level adv- of adventure. Um, you also see the first time where the person, where a person who thinks he's just an adventurer finds out the truth. He doesn't live. Of course, it's some asshole adventure who's like, we're gonna help! And he's like, you'll die if you come help! And the guy's like, we're going! And they basically reveal themselves, kill the guy. And then Ainz, this leads to the whole battle at the end where Ainz is fighting Shaltir to, because the only way to break the mind control is to kill her, and it leads to a two-episode fight scene, and I think this was my favorite part, because reading the light novel and just reading the moves that they're calling out, it's I have a good imagination, but it's kind of difficult sometimes when they're just yelling out indiscriminate moves, and I'm like, what the fuck is this supposed to be? So being able to see it in a- animation form was a big help, and it looked really cool. But it also makes you realize, thank God, when we play games, we don't actually have to say these moves, Scott.
2: <laughs> they're
1: so ridiculous to hear, uh... and I think that's the point. It's kind The one thing I like about this series is the fact that it kind of you can tell it's kind of po- poking fun at the whole like move set thing when they're just making triple magic burst blah 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 <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going on it's so stupid i love it uh yeah it's it kind of like pokes fun without like being in a comedic way but you can tell it's poking fun at the names that these games come up with um but he ends up defeating and, and
0: Japanese uh, games tend to be worse about that because that you know like uh for like example uh, the xenoblade series they tend to shout their abilities as they use them yeah. doesn't i don't think it happens as often in, in american in american games but yeah it, when yeah when and they always do it in so english odd, it can get ridiculous
1: and it's almost always in english so it's mm-hmm. like it, it makes no sense like and in this one it is like everything they're yelling is like a lot of times just en- random english words thrown together <laughs> um so ains had a whole plan to take out shaltir using her confidence in herself um ends up killing her resurrects her in the end for 500 million gold um and i thought this was this is one of the interesting things in like how he doesn't have that ui anymore in game like in the world but some mechanics are still 100% there like having to spend 500 million gold to resurrect somebody um i thought that was it. i thought that was uh interesting to see so it's almost like this weird thing of like how much of the game world is actually here but i got to say i was expecting 13 episodes i was expecting them to at least get to the uh lizard thing but it was paced well enough where i was like by the end i was like oh no I get why they didn't make it to the uh, season two beginning with the uh, lizard men. Um, so that's basically an overview of season one. I almost said Matt uh, Scott. <laughs> so, uh, I'll ask you for your thoughts so I can take a break and get some water. My fuck, I'm dying here.
0: So what? Uh, how many? How many of the light numbers does this actually cover? Four? Uh,
1: I think it's about three, two to three. Because I've read through six, and I'm probably at least through season two, if not partly into season three
0: so i mean yeah and 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 i think you can you might be able to speak to this better having having read the books i i think that the the progression of the series it 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 follows it's a little it's a little odd and it feels it definitely feels like a um like almost like a first-time author trying to get a footing right because because it's like the first two episodes they really spend a lot of time focusing in on the characters within the dungeon and and like what the like they mentioned like you know okay each floor has a guardian and this is what this means and all this all these details and then almost as quickly completely like abandon it right because most of most of the anime does not have anything to do with mo- with the majority of the npcs um in fact like in in the in the episodes where he's adventuring, he doesn't even bring one of the the named floor guardians with him. He brings like one of the random maids with him, yeah, who are who are who are also. There. I guess you know he has a well, bunch, of well, of maids.
1: Yeah, if you pay in, attention in though, if you pay attention though, he initially does that because remember Albedo showed a lot of disdain towards humans. So he was hoping Nabe wouldn't have the same disdain, and then she did. But it was too late. Yeah. He was worried what? that the other guardians would f- be the exact same way, and didn't want to take that chance.
0: Yeah, no, that makes. I mean, it does make sense, but it's also like, okay, you introduce these characters, and but the one you're bringing with you is this nameless, nameless. She's not nameless. Who? Well, if she, how she, dare I mean, you?
1: She, <laughs> she, how she, dare you, sir? She,
0: she definitely gets her own her own little. little She's got a mark,
1: full on I? name too and last name. I don't name What's her name? Narbaral Ga- Gamma.
0: Okay, I would never. What the f- hell, dude? What? Um, where was? Uh, so I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's just like it. It feels like you know he's he spent this first book like <clears throat> establishing this like this is our dungeon and our main characters yeah. and then he kind of said oh no what do i do with them now let's let's explore the world and i think the vast you know the the big chunk in the middle there is exploring is exploring this world which i mean very gets gets the very minimum of like definition like so we all we know is like there's three kingdoms one religious well there's one at least three imperial kingdoms. yeah and, um i think it's more just democratic. like he's
1: it's He's spending that time exploring to make sure... He's trying to see how much of a threat there is to Nazareth. Everything is just to kind of get an idea of what this world offers in terms of, like, danger.
0: Right. Because he doesn't know.
1: Yeah. Because it's not the same as Yggdrasil. He's like, uh... He doesn't know if there's other players in this world. He knows that all the Guardians refer to the Supreme Beings as having left them. And that's it? Like... They never say. They never actually say the supreme, the other supreme beings, which was his guildmates, died. They just say they left. So Um, there's there's a lot of questions for him about what's going on.
0: Right, and and you know, like I I don't think you you mentioned it too. I think like a lot of a lot of the details that were probably in the light novel kind of get left out. Like it wasn't exactly clear to me, and maybe I just missed it. Why he he changed his name and like why he really cared about gaining this reputation when he could literally just go just stomp anyone who wants, but
1: so uh, he changes I... his name because he says, he said, so like I told you it's, it's because of the insecurity. He basically is trying to show absol- him being the absolute ruler to keep the guardians and other um, followers in Nazarick as like loyal to him. He's always worried they're going to turn on him because he doesn't know if they have to be absolutely loyal like the game.
0: Well, he, well, yes, and then, the, but in the, I think it's in the final episode or the second to last yeah. episode where he talks. He says that he took he uh, he took the name and he went out and tried to gain this reputation to see if any of his comrades are still yeah. there. Which I, I think I think once he said that, like I, it kind of it kind of clicked with me like. Because up to that point, I, you know, I mean, yes, like this is an isekai, and it's for people who really like, yeah. you know, MMORPGs, and like, there's definitely like, like a a fantasy, a power fantasy element of like you are you're the most powerful and nothing can touch you. But like, I was like, like what like what exactly is this? Like, what exactly is this show trying to say? Like, what is like what is the purpose of this? Other than I think like, I want to crush everything, and and I think that when it when it like. When he said that, that he, he was doing all this, you know, you know, he, he wasn't just going out and stomping the world to dust. He wanted to gain, he wanted to spread this name because the one thing he wanted more than anything was his comrades to return to him. And he was hoping that they were out there. Like that, that kind of clicked like the beginning scene yeah. and everything he was doing into a, into a solid like, like, okay. Like now and- I kind of understand the, the motivations of the.
1: Yeah, and the one thing I want to say, the one thing I like that Overlord does well, because you know a lot of isekais, you have all these other characters around the person that got isekai and they're all like suddenly super cool and friends with each other. He's in a weird spot with the guardians and followers. Mm. He's not like immediately, fr- he can't just be immediate friends because he has to act over them as like their lord. So he is basically alone. Even though he's surrounded by people who will respect, follow, and even love him, he can't return that because he has to play this persona, even though in his head you hear his insecurities all the time. I think it's a really interesting way they do that. Yeah, you're just like, oh, he's like this insecure incel, but yeah, but it shows him from a light where he's just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, and it could be just him being all cocky and confident, and he comes off that way through the character. But in his actual mind, inside the character, is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, right? and I like that. I that's one of the things that like pulled me into Overlord. Is this guy's in a different world, and he's got all these followers, but he doesn't have any friends. Like you said, he's searching for his comrades because he has no friends here, even though he's surrounded by love and respect
0: yeah and it's it's also it kind of goes back and forth with it seems like he does care about the people who he's encountering to versus he is manipulating them to get what he wants because oh yeah. there, i mean there's li- like there's and again like a lot of the stuff like we're like a lot of the world establishing stuff has really gone over very quickly like it's it's really easy to miss like like the fact yeah that's that-
1: one of the problems with the anime um uh, f- the books establish a lot better and give you a lot more insight to, like, E. Rontel and that kingdom and the uh, other kingdoms. I felt like there was, they were really like, we have 13 episodes, so we're going to give you as much as we can, but sorry, <laughs> is how but, it felt. Like
0: the, There there are times here where it seems like he's getting soft to, like, the, the group of adventurers he joins. Like, this time, like, it seems like he's getting soft and respecting them, but when they are ultimately killed he just admit he reveals he doesn't feel anything because yeah. so everything is manipulation and it's it's easy well, to get lost in that and, it, and he does say like because he is an undead his human compassion and everything has because he is now well he's his, interesting. his character is is lost
1: so he is he definitely admits to being a hypocrite right um mm-hmm. and he mo I would say he mostly doesn't feel anything Because when the one party member got killed and turned out to be a girl, he made sure to get revenge for her on Clementine. So it's interesting. It may not be uh, emotional, like, it may not be like an empathetic way of him feeling for the person, but he realized that this person went through a lot, sacrificed a lot to be an adventurer, only to get killed for no real reason. And so he basically. Got re- got vengeance for that person.
0: He he has a sense of justice.
1: Yeah, More even if it's warped. Has,
0: yeah, any compassion or anything.
1: Yeah, and he says, "I'm a hypocrite." I he's like he's basically like, "I'm getting justice for this person, but I would do the same thing." <laughs> like he admits it. Um, and it's that's an interesting way to present a character like that. I think it's why Overlord does so well because it's not just this one sided power fantasy. It could easily just be that it could just be him stomping everything in this world. But you would have gotten through like a season. And nobody would have wanted a second a sequel.
0: Yeah, it would have very, it would have very, it would have very quickly run out. It, it with you know like you know a lot of there's a lot of isekais out there yeah. featuring an overpowered character, and they're they're certainly like the least interesting ones. But I, like at like t- what, what when it got to the end of Overlord season one, I think it. It was clear why this one was like the popular isekai about an overpowered character who who is just just stomps everything in his
1: yeah. path. So, I think I don't know if you're, you plan on watching season 2, but I think season 2 will open up things for you in terms of like the guardians because one thing that start I'm not going to spoil specifics, but in in the next three books and it looked like based on the episode uh, descriptions I looked at that that will be the next three books will be season two. He starts wanting his guardians and then like, and followers to kind of think for themselves in situations and not just always wait for his uh, orders, which is funny because he also realizes at the same time, it's super dangerous and why, he may not be able to trust them to always follow him, but he wants them to also have their be their own person. And you see that in season two during different situations where he sets up his guardians and followers to kind of like make their decision, like think for yourself, like ha- like and examine situations and not just rely on him. So I know I'm going to continue reading the light novels. There's I have 16 volumes upstairs. <laughs> I'm through six. And there's four seasons of this show so far, which I'm assuming probably get through book twelve. I'm sure there'll be a season five at some point. Um. Uh. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well. Yeah. I haven't. I don't know. It's. It's again like the the last couple episodes are definitely like I said it, they they showed what the they showed why this could be interesting, but then again, you know, like we like you stated, like the final episode was literally just these two characters shouting, or I guess the second to last shouting. Uh. Terribly named abilities in each other.
1: I love that because it felt like such a it felt like such a commentary on how ridiculous this shit sounds.
0: Yeah, and you know I feel like like if you're reading that in the light novel, like you can like you can look at the page and get the gist of it and what.
1: I started. So one of my problems when and one of the things. So one of the problems I have when reading light novels and why I prefer animation sometimes are battles. When it comes to reading battles, I start skimming like. Because I'm like, a lot of times the descriptions when you're reading are so – they read so stupid, especially these. But watching it in the show, it made me realize, like I said, it's more like a commentary and of just making fun of how stupid it sounds. But when you're reading it, it doesn't sound as dumb until you hear it like acted out. <laughs> um, but I tend to skim battles because I find battles to be the weakest part of most stories.
0: Oh, I mean yeah, definitely. Most authors
1: like, are not good at writing battles.
0: Yeah, and the ones
1: they're either the ones too detailed are... or not detailed enough and usually end so fast you're just like what the fuck.
0: Yeah, the ones that are really good at writing battles, they're they probably have something published in shonen. So
1: Yeah, but that's more manga. Like you yeah, can cuz you can oh, draw yeah. that out instead of talking or writing it. Um but yeah, I find like and the battles are fine in Overlord, but I just find myself start skimming. I've always done that. Battles just start getting, like, samesy. <laughs> like, like I know he's going to win, so what's the point of me reading this battle? <laughs> but it's usually when... It, so, I that's one thing I liked about in the animation. I thought the battle was uh, fun. And it's funny how much they spend talking. That respect for each other as characters, even though she's technically an NPC. Uh... The, the respect both of them have they still talk to each other even though they're trying to kill each other do they talk a little too much yes
0: yeah do they talk a little too much do they kind of get away with the whole point of why they're fighting which is literally yeah. someone is out there with an with a item from yeah yggdrasil the video game and they don't know who it is like that's the kind of stuff that i that is interesting that i i kind of wish they got <clears> to more like, you know because it's clear like when they first and that was episode like three or four they encountered the holy knights and they had items from yggdrasil yeah. and then the holy knights are not brought up again until you know the very the very yeah. like last scene of the last episode
1: yeah they uh, and it, it, that's when the first time i think he and i think it's interesting if you look at that episode where he runs into those holy knights and those items he starts thinking. He's like, "Man, this world is really weak." And it's not till what happens with Shaltier where he's like, "Oh shit, there's world items." And he he completely reverts back to being like, "Yep, there is danger here. I got to be careful."
0: Yeah, it's like that's the first time that she, that he, he realizes it. Although, yeah, he also knew that the there were Yggdrasil people out there before them. It's yeah. just like, you know, I mean, and 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 there, are, you know, that middle that middle piece which we we haven't talked about much, which where it was. a you know, it was a mostly it was a you know priest gets necromancy powers kind of story like that. Yeah, that was a pure like this is nothing to do with like the video game. This is something that's happening in this world. You know, so there's there's definitely there's also it's established that there's dangers and real fear in in the world that they're in. But like he is so overpowered that I guess he's just constantly looking over his shoulder for somebody who also came from who could challenge.
1: Yeah, and um. We also see that he can, during those times, we see when he introduces himself to the party he's going to be with before the uh, fight in the cemetery, and they go meet the hamster, uh, mm-hmm. he does take off his mask and can put an illusion of his face. I'm assuming, based off the light novels in this, that I think, he, if I remember correctly from the light novels, even though they don't show it, the face he uses is his face from Japan, mm-hmm. where that's why they talk about like he was... They were like, he's not ugly, but he's pretty just average looking. <laughs> like they were surprised. I think that's his face from Japan that he puts the illusion over. Which is way better than that. That's the one thing I did not like. Was the mask he was using <laughs> at the village yeah. was so bad. It was so bad.
0: It was.
1: But they, he, he even commented. He, he for it. Like He comments on ridiculous. it. He's like, I just got this from an event in <laughs> But it's funny, because there's so much commentary, if you're paying attention to him, just kind of, like, even talking in his own head, just making fun of the dumb shit in MMOs. Like, the fact he got that mask from some stupid, like, holiday event or something. (laughs) It's it's so true, though. I look back at Guild Wars and some of those holiday things, and we're running around with these masks that are, like, Christmassy in this world of death. It's so stupid. And yeah, it's those and little everything's, commentaries. Everything's I
0: love. decorated, and someone has a candy cane sword. Yeah,
1: I think honestly, for people who are really going to enjoy this series, you have to be somebody who's played MMOs because it does make fun of it a lot. Even though it's not being like it's not normally being super haha. but even the whole thing with Hamske is literally making fun of the fact that you have the stupidest mounts in games. When but. he's riding the hamster, he's like, I hate this. Like, he's so mad at himself for riding it. He's so embarrassed. And then everybody around him is like, it's kind of like that. What I love, he goes into the town with the hamster and everybody's in awe that he's riding this this giant animal that they fear. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it but, so much.
0: Yeah, but if someone came in, even if it was a ridiculous amount, if someone came over with a rare mount, people
1: would be in awe that's what i'm saying but it yeah. makes fun of all that stuff it parodies all that stuff and if you're not paying attention you'll probably miss it but if you really look deep into it a lot of this is just parody mmos
0: yeah and it's you know even like even the empathetic like character moments like he misses his you know his guild mates like if you know someone who who has played video games it even if it's not mmos you can start to empathize with that but if like a non-video game person that's just it's going to be they're going to be it's going to be completely alien. Yeah, it's, they're just not going to get. It.
1: Yeah, I, that's why I say this is definitely more for the fa- for the fans of MMOs or like those big online, uh, sprawling worlds. Because there's a, uh, there's a lot of stuff that people will recognize and be like, "Yep, been there before." <laughs>
0: uh, uh. Now we, I do want to cover, mm. uh, no, noting the asterisk that this is a light, not, hashtag, not all light. Uh, the show does have some ickiness with women in it uh it's there yeah i mean the thing is like the you know i I don't know like they are npcs that he you know in the game i think that that scene where he like writes into the npc uh oh and this character is madly in love with me like that's honestly it's a funny scene because he he like is embarrassed by himself doing that
1: yeah because everybody who's had an option to create a character has done something stupid like that
0: yeah, and it shows a lot about what he's like and what, like, you know, how much he respects the person who created it. And it's like there's a lot of character stuff in there, but it definitely changes it when he enters enters the the new world, <clears throat> and all these NPCs are not real. <clears throat> and <clears throat> this thing. I'm glad that I'm not the only upon. one
1: struggling with throat issues today.
0: <laughs> I don't. Know. I think it's. I don't know. I think it's getting dry now. It's because it's starting to be wintry. Um. So it's, you know, because as soon as the character became real, like, then he has now inserted a thought into this real woman's head yeah. that she will be madly in love with him. And, you know, and it's like, like, there's there's just some... Like at the, And, you know, it's it's mostly played for laughs, which, of course, it is. But there's definitely some gross scenes with, like, her in his bed. Like, Until she pulls out the
1: goddamn body pillow, which is hilarious.
0: Which is funny, but he's she's literally in his bed but, masturbating and saying, like, I want him to smell my essence. Like, what the fuck? Like,
1: no, but Christ. the one thing I like that they do with that, while, yes, the scene is a <laughs> bit much, is that, again he wrote that and you think he'd be like hell yeah she loves me but no he's insecure about it cuz he's like it's because i made this change she doesn't actually love me it's my fault yeah and he, she tries to explain no but he's like he can't get it out of his head yeah, um, and then
0: Sha- like shallteer does seems to actually have feelings for him but you know they you know that the two characters have this shouting match and they agree to uh they agree to have to to uh, be a harem or they say said oh it makes more it makes sense that a lord of your status would it would have multiple wives. Yeah. It's like okay, okay okay author what are you what are you saying that your your main goals here are
1: Why do you got a problem with harems?
0: Uh, I mean I love harems. I mean I like I like harems in the in the sense they're like you have multiple romantic interests but what it's like But they're but
1: but the thing is, just like his character, just like the game, they're all these weird, like, undead characters that are all kind of fucking yeah. crazy and fucked up. Yep. Like, they, they don't have, like, this is, like, the only real, like... They have, like, two emotions. Hatred for humanity and love or respect for fucking Ainz. That's it. They're fucked up characters. They're meant to be, like, grotesques. I mean, that he says it there, like, in the beginning. The whole guild was filled with characters. You had to be a character classified as grotesque in the game.
0: Uh, I think the, the other one is that when he was off with the adventurers, they specifically pointed out, like, ah, well, we have to be all men because you throw a woman in here and it'll be real awkward. Right, guys? Ha-ha. <laughs> okay, guy. You've never talked to a woman before, have you?
1: That happens in a lot of those old ones because... It does. And they're mostly talking about the fact that eventually... Romantic feelings happen between two people, and it can break up the party. I I, I don't think they mean it as, as like you have to stay focused on your goal, and that takes away from the goal when two people fall in love. Because a lot of times they just leave the party,
0: right? But it's you know that's a long, it's a long distance. It's dumb
1: the way they phrase it, but
0: and I think the the the, the most the most I think the most ridiculous scene in this entire first season. Was when when Shaltir had was ambushing the this caravan or group of yeah. people, and you know this this one one guy who was their target, like witnesses all his bodyguards and like <laughs> get murdered by vampires and is just running from fear and then turns around and the the one of the the vampiric like handmaidens is there and he lures him in. She's with actually her, a slime. With her, so with, okay, so the slime is there, lures <laughs> this guy in with her, with her breast. She he immediately forgets about the danger around him, about the murder that's happening, and then like goes goes two handed right in, right in, right in there, and gets. Uh,
1: gets I think they mostly absorbed. did that to show like these people are such shit people. They don't care. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> it's true. all about them.
0: Yeah, but it's like it's all survival instincts have gone out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you... Yeah, her name maybe is Solution Epsilon.
1: Eps- Excuse me, Epsilon. She but, yeah, is the uh... slime. I'm surprised yeah. one of your favorite characters wasn't Pandora's actor, because that's one of my favorite scenes. When... Okay, Pandora's
0: actor was funny. When when
1: i just get embarrassed by the one NPC he created, he's like, he's so lame! <laughs> and he gets into his face, he's like, stop doing that. Because <laughs> he's so embarrassed by the NPC he created
0: and then <laughs> he starts speaking german
1: that's what he's like he's so late stop speaking german don't
0: speak german at me
1: it's fucking hilarious i love that it's shit like, like that he still
0: thinks his, he still thinks his military uniform is
1: yeah i just love the fact that this show can be so like dark at times and immediately switch to like this stupid humor <laughs> oh yeah and i like overlord to... sorry, I'm well,
0: sorry. I... No, no, sorry. I like the, the the guy's face is not even like there's no detail to it. Yeah, I like, think it's the laziest NPC ever. Like he just he just knew how to make the cool uniform, and then he, he gave up on the face. Oh yeah, so exactly something I would do.
1: Yeah, I freaking love that shit. Oh my god, <laughs> the comments on anime Planet, Somebody's like, I could not stop laughing when he spoke German. <laughs> oh, he's basically like a homunculus type look.
0: Yeah, essentially. Um, or or like a clay
1: golem or something. Yeah. Uh so I really enjoyed it after reading the light novels. I I can enjoy I feel like I enjoy this show more because I've read the light novels and I have more backstory. I feel like probably from your angle I can understand if you didn't like it as much as I did cuz there's just sometimes even if it's small information, it's still key. That's left out, like the whole bloodlust thing with uh, Shaltir, mm-hmm. really bothered me. Even though I knew the backstory, I was like, "Man, that sucks for other viewers because they just see her lose her mind, but they don't really explain why, or they just think she transformed because she transformed." I-, I wish they had talked a bit more about that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just took it. I took it as like, "Oh, she's being her. Va- she's getting like you know bloodthirsty. Yeah, desperate for 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 murder or something. You know, I didn't. I didn't think about it more than that." Uh, no, I mean it's you know what? I I like I ended up liking it towards the end a lot more than the towards the beginning. I think the beginning, like I said, like I feel I do feel like this was, and I don't know if this is true, like def like it feels like a first time author who is trying to get a foothold. And they had this really great hook, which is the you know this whole dungeon of NPCs get transported to a new world, and then it just takes them a while to really figure out what to do with it. But then by by the Shaltir arc. Um, I think it's it's cementing cementing a you know a really solid base for obviously what what can come f- next. I mean, this is you know one of one of the few isekai's that has five seasons now, right? Five anime seasons, four. and how many? God knows how many light novels, right? What, is so like this one
1: has you talking about this one? Overlord. So Overlord has four anime seasons and sixteen light novels right now, yeah. and it's still ongoing. It's not ended. I have all sixteen. uh... This this series is so popular that I assume the light novels are also in hardcover in Japan, but Yen Press releases them as hardcovers here. So, and I bought them all thanks to uh, Barnes and Noble's having some crazy sales at times with the uh, stuff. So,
0: yeah, I, so I understand. I I can see. I understand why this is so popular, and it's just that I think season one. You're only we're only getting the very basic building blocks of what will eventually be something that might be
1: special. I would say even where I'm at through what it looks to be all of season two, it's still building. Mm. Um, so I will that's say that's a good sign. That's, that's yeah. a
0: good sign if if you're if you're that far in and it seems to continuously still be getting better.
1: Yeah, because uh, they're doing a lot of character character building too like you start seeing more about the other characters like the and in terms of like his guardians they start really fleshing out those characters and their mindset and how like how their the other uh guildmates created those characters and why they act the way they do which i like because they're not just like oh here's this butler that is always out doing this thing. No, you get more details on the Butler. You get more details on your waifu, Cocktus. Um, and like we saw that with Shaltier and how her creator was, she kind of had the first big character arc. Um, so you're going to see more of that. And I think that's really good that he's able to flesh out these characters. I will say one last thing about this show. It's way easier to binge the anime than it is to binge the light novels the light novels tend to be even darker at times and Mm. i take breaks in between like books like i'll take usually even though i've had i've been on a kind of a break because uh i've been working on my uh end of year music stuff but through the first six volumes i would take a day or two in between because i'd be like i I can't it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes it's a little too dark on the stuff they cover, with all the death and stuff. So, yeah, but the anime so, definitely makes it easier to consume.
0: Yeah, so um, I mean, I so I I just looked up a little bit. So this is his not only his his like only work, but he yeah. actually started it as a a web novel,
1: which is most light novelists. Most yeah, of them so... start as web novels, but and then they get a publisher and they have to start changing things around and kind of. Uh, refine their writing,
0: and he said he 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 developed the idea when all of his D and D buddies were too busy to play to play with him.
1: That's wild, so,
0: yeah. So it comes from a comes from a, a true place of like frustration. There.
1: I mean, and honestly, that's one of the problems with becoming an adult. Yeah, it's why like I've had adult... friends invite me to play D and D, and I'm like no, and they're like why not? You don't like pen and paper? I'm like no, because I've seen other people even just on Discord start having problems with friends because people aren't always showing up and i'm like i'm not getting involved in that i won't do it (laughs) like i won't do it like it's i've seen the frustrations that come along and to the point where like some people don't really talk to each other as much because people get set up and then somebody's like sorry life happened and then when that happens too often people get annoyed and i'm just like yeah i'm not gonna bother i'm good (laughs)
0: Yeah, or when, you know, where, where some people are more dedicated to it than Imbalance.
1: Yeah, and oh, I wouldn't know, be yeah. one of the people that could put all in, because I think they're fun, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be my highest priority. And I get yes. it. I, there's times where I set things up. Even my movie nights on my Discord, sometimes I'm like, motherfucker, this person's not here again, <laughs> but you voted. Like, like so I just, it's one of those things, like, but even though I get frustrated at the time, I realize just like sometimes I have to cancel things, life happens especially yeah, when you're an adult
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you you need to get a you need to get a group that's they're all everyone's on the same level of commitment, but that's with yeah. almost anything right uh unless you're getting all paid for it so then, yeah. then there's then there's an expectation, but well for the hobbies it's you know I mean, everyone's... look at this podcast,
1: things. sometimes we've had to push episodes recordings out weeks after the original planned date
0: that's true.
1: I almost had to change this date. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's hard. <laughs>
0: Shit's hard.
1: Yeah, adulting sucks. <laughs>
0: Speaking of shit being hard, Nitro, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, so you can find me at Hentai Plant. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you no. Uh, you can find me on the Fediverse at, at gnitro at uroside or you can check out my Instagram again, as I am back on there sharing the vinyl records i'm listening to mostly um and yeah g-nitro.com by the time we record again my top 100 k-pop will be out my top albums of 2023 will be out um you can also i think my website has it i'll have to make sure it's set up properly but Once I re-signed back up for Spotify, I got back to working on my 2023 J-Pop playlist. It won't be a Top 100. It's just Japanese songs I heard throughout the year that came out this year I really like. Definitely want to check that out. I know some people have really enjoyed not having to go search for everything. Um, I try to keep it as up-to-date as possible. It's a little tougher because the Japanese companies aren't as good about putting out the music as K-Pop ones are. They do use youtube but sometimes it's not right away or they put it up on youtube and then spotify doesn't get uploaded for like a month later the japanese companies are fucking weird man
2: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. (laughs) they are really did you oh i don't think we talked about this uh did you hear what happened with nami amoro
0: i did not
1: all her music has disappeared from streaming websites why nobody knows it was pretty much five years after she retired everything has disappeared
0: Maybe those licenses just all expired at the same time? Nobody knows.
1: Like, there are so many rumors around. Because she disappeared. She doesn't have any online presence herself, like social media. Um, They basically, like, she moved for a while to the U.S. to raise uh, her kid here, supposedly. AVEX just pulled everything offline. I just saw somebody posted their Spotify unwrapped, and their top artist was Nami Amoro, and it's just a blank image. at the top. It's just their default image when somebody doesn't have a profile picture. So there are rumors going around that she's fighting for the rights to her music. There's rumors going around that the contract ran out uh, between her and Avex so Avex can't keep the music going. I don't know. Everybody's still waiting.
0: Nothing (sighs) on streaming is guaranteed to be there tomorrow. That's the lesson.
1: I was so glad when I saw that because I have a lot of her early albums up to like 2000, 2002. Um, I was so glad it was like right after I had finished ripping all the Japanese music. And I'm like, oh, thank God I did that because fuck, <laughs> like that sucks. Like I, it, it made me when everybody was like, I, you're spending all that time ripping your music. And that showed that I was doing the right thing. Yep. Like 100%. You know, yeah, that's exactly why I did it. <laughs> yeah, it's completely
0: fair because it's not everything is going to last forever.
1: Exactly. I mean, I still have MP3s that I downloaded in the nineties. Yeah, same. Because I move them from hard drive to hard drive. I try to hold on to that stuff.
0: Yeah, I still have some podcasts. I I downloaded when I was originally listened <laughs> to them and just saved them off and like
1: that. I don't never go away. But I uh, because I won't go back that far and re listen to things that often. Not podcasts.
0: Not putting. that, I mean, I have, especially not it's, this it's, one.
1: I there's won't a listen podcasts to
0: podcasts. I do re listen to, but
1: no, I won't listen to anything so. of ours pre certain years. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> and maybe post certain years too. I don't know. I uh,
1: know post is fun.
0: I try to listen to it
1: it's better that way. <laughs> do you have a hey, show, Scott?
0: You can find me on uh, internet scottspazzyany. Dot com. Uh, also All find the writing.
1: me. Uh, what? <laughs> I said your website, all the writing that you do.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. OtakuInterview.com. It's named, same name as this podcast. Um, You can also, uh, of course, watch me uh, stream some Vichy games at uh, twitch.tv/slash Magitech. Did you change ago? that? A couple, a couple months ago. Okay. Uh, You know, and then, you know, links, you know, ursi.social/slash Scott and blue uh, Magitech Pilot social. i don't know is that right i don't know
1: <laughs> uh i'm looking yeah it's b, it's, right. it's a b sky dot social it's so bad yeah christ Everything's, i'm looking at your thing right now yeah everything um sucks. i'm also on blue sky you can follow me but i'm not i don't i've posted two things and that was a month ago because i forgot to do it afterward
0: <laughs> do i have a show um
1: oh real quick do, i just do, want to say thanks right. to strawberry station as always for the intro yeah, Check him out, out on Bandcamps.
0: I, I think we might have forgotten. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I forget every once in a while because I forget to look at the outline when we're doing the outro thing.
0: Um, I don't have a show right now. I will think of one soon. All right. I'm sorry, I didn't. I forgot
1: it. I forgot. Overlord season two.
0: Uh, I mean, that would be that would be easy, right? We're already here, but we'll <laughs> We'll come up with one. It'll be, it'll be good.
1: I'm it sure two. it will. Oh boy, like a pretentious Gundam. <laughs>
0: Gonna, i'm just gonna pick the boy the boy at his hair and leave i just out. love
1: the fact that i said is the next gundam you're building pretentious and you're like do you even know what you're saying anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: the answer, you answered correctly i mean
1: no i don't i don't understand anything going on in this world anymore right. so no same all right y'all only one thing left to say
2: peace